Hey everyone, welcome back to the Ryan Nile Show. Hey everyone, so on Instagram Live, since the start of April, I've been doing a daily live show to talk about the current events and to create a community where we can discuss things in a way that uplifts everybody. So what I'm going to do over the next few episodes is throw back to some of those conversations that we've had parts of episodes or full episodes um, that have occurred on Instagram Live and I'm going to share them right here. So please follow me on instagram.com that's at ryan.nile.show join into the community let your voice and opinion be heard it's an amazing way to get to know each other i love the support and i love the community that we've built it's honestly such a safe space and i have personally learned so much from the community that's there it will help you stay sane in these crazy times so here's a clip from a recent episode This is a clip from early May 2020 where I sat down with Dr. Poonam Krishan, a doctor, a life coach and a writer. Her and her husband had a baby during lockdown. Her husband also works in the NHS, which made their situation particularly difficult. Hello. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for joining. Oh, thank you for having me on. No problem at all. How are things? Things are good. Things are good. Yes, it's been a busy day of homeschooling, but my kid's in bed now and the baby is sleeping, so it's all good. Result. <laughs> yeah. Even Man, got a glass so... of wine to get me going, so yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You deserve it. You deserve it. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've um I developed a bit of a toothache over the weekend, so I might sound a bit funny. Um, oh, I'm kind damn. of talking out one side of my mouth and this side's numb. Yeah. <laughs> but um, other than that other than that and um you know trying to navigate the millions of headlines out there um doing good <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a crazy time right absolutely um i did uh, i was referencing a post that you shared on your story about your one of your aunties mm. kind of misunderstanding the um the, the the new messaging that came out yesterday yeah. um and you having to kind of break the news to her that no it doesn't mean um, you know, we can all meet up. Yeah. Absolutely. I think particularly, I mean, the messages have been so conflicting um, and very confusing for all of us. But I think that particularly for people whose first language is not English as well. So oh, my aunt wow. is Indian and that. literally she kind of just assumed immediately that this meant that we could, you know, meet up. And I think culturally as well, it's it's quite difficult sometimes to explain the rules anyway. So suddenly with this change, it was just an automatic assumption. And for most of us, like, you know, what, what does all this mean? And obviously now all the four nations, I'm from Scotland. So um, the devolved nations are doing something differently. And at the very beginning, we were in this together. Whereas now I'm just really worried that when England's doing something completely different, we're still trying to stick with the stay home message. How is this actually going to work out, particularly when the borders all remain open? And it is it is very anxiety provoking. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. We're definitely going to get into more of that. Um, I kindly, uh, well, I actually forgot to introduce myself and the show because um, I know you've got a lot of your, your followers on here as well. So this is the Ryan Nile Show. This is Joy during lockdown. Um, we, we come here together Monday to Friday at eight to um, reach out to frontline workers, to celebrate them, give you a big round of applause, but also to you know hear what your perspective is directly, um, because I don't feel we're hearing enough of that um, on the news, um, but also for us to be able to directly you know share our gratitude 
right back. And um, we were just talking about uh, the, the mixed messaging um, online, uh, which we're going to get into. But I'd just uh, I'd like to invite all of the, the group to give a massive round of applause to, to Dr. Poonam. And is it, am I pronouncing it right? <laughs> yeah, so how you are. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no problem. We've even got a, a sound effect for you as well. So it's it's not just graphic, it's not just graphical. <laughs> oh no, to everyone. I'm doing nothing at the moment. Stop. <laughs> but it is appreciated. Um so you have had a busy a busy last couple months. Yes, I have. <laughs> can, you, can you talk us through through that? So you had a a, a baby recently. Yes, I have. I have much like many, many pregnant women out there just now that are also sort of giving birth during this difficult time in a pandemic. It's not something that we all set out to do. Yeah. Um, but there we go. We found ourselves in the midst of that. So I, for those who don't know me, um, I'm a GP and I work in Glasgow. Um, and I essentially ended up having to cut my sort of time at work short so I left at 34 weeks so just um four weeks before I was due to have my baby because I at that time had come face to face with coronavirus patients and at that particular time we didn't have any access to PPE and also we hadn't had um, any confirmed cases in Scotland so we're very much just working on uh kind of ad hoc basis just waiting for things to unfold in the UK but because there was so much uncertainty around what coronavirus impact had on pregnant women um, and on unborn babies it was just a very anxiety provoking time so so yes that was really my story was that comes then stopping working but my husband's also a frontline NHS doctor Right, so that so complicates things even further. Well, yeah, because essentially he was still working full time and he was working um, increasingly over the weeks just before we gave birth. Um, the numbers started to, to kind of kind of spike and we were just entering that kind of peak. Um, yeah. And of course, he has to keep working. So we had to then socially distance as a, as a family from him. And um, so although we were living in the same house, we had to very much kind of live um, sort of apart from one another. And we've got a six-year-old boy as well. So that was quite challenging because obviously at this particular time when there's so much uncertainty, kids particularly, their mental health is really impacted at the moment because life Mm. is so different. And even as adults, we wonder what does new normal even look or feel like? But for kids who have been separated from their friends, and then here we were in a situation where he just wanted to hug his daddy. And there was a particular moment where my husband came in from work and we go through this complete process. He has to take off the scrubs and put them immediately into high wash and just yeah. try and limit every single step so that we as a family can try and stay free of the virus as much as possible. But um, he'd come home and my son ran up to him just as a total instinct. And my yeah. husband was like, himself saying does daddy not love me anymore so it was just like trying to navigate all that emotional turmoil plus then obviously lots of guidelines were changing and when you're a doctor one of the things that I've learned particularly is you can't switch off the scientific head right but equally when you're a patient no matter who you are what walk of life you come from what your medical or sort of professional background is you're very vulnerable as a patient 
and mm. everything becomes really magnified. And for me, that was the case. My anxiety levels were through the roof. And no matter what I read, it all translated to, please God, may my baby be okay. You know, may we all right. come this okay. Um, so having to navigate all of that alongside um, sort of the challenges of social distancing, um, yeah, it was just not an easy time at all. Um, and I really empathise and my heart goes out and any support I can give out to any pregnant mum or new mum at the moment, um, you know, I'm trying to use my platform to do that because at the end of the day, we're all humans and this is not easy for anyone. And the one thing that we can really do for one another is just actually share our stories, be there for one another, support one another and offer words of kindness wherever possible. Um, and I think you don't need to be a doctor to do that. You just need to be, you know, just a good human that's just out to, to help others really. And so there's nothing special about me. It's just what everyone's <laughs> going through right now. No, absolutely. No, but it, it, it's really important. Um, and I really empathize with, with what you've been through in the last couple of months, because, you know, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a challenging enough thing to go through anyway, but with the mix of, um, your husband being a doctor with you, um, having a young family and, also um you know having a newborn within this period it's like it's like extra hard <laughs> you know yeah um, it's it's definitely been hard and i think the the hardest part has the run-up was difficult anyway but then the postnatal period's been really challenging because there's lots of things that are that are now no longer available to new mums for example you would normally have a lot of face-to-face support from your health visitors from your doctor um yeah. you would have your family and friends around you and of course, of course nobody's been able to visit so at the moment this time for all mums just now is very isolating um, yeah. and you know we've I had mean, the how, really... how's, how's that been to have you been coping with that side of things um, um i think just my coping strategy has been taking it one day at a time so literally waking up every moment every day and thinking we've just got to get through today the best we can um yeah. there's been a few days where i've just you know fallen into the trap of catastrophizing and thinking ahead and thinking will i ever see my parents again yeah. and what if my kids you know w will we all come out of this well um, and when that happens of course that that kind of uncertainty breeds so much anxiety that you fall into that trap of just blowing it up so in those times you know i've allowed the emotions to just flow and and yeah. be kind to myself and cry on those days and there's lots of wobbly moments Absolutely. Um, but you have to just try and stay focused on every day otherwise it becomes too much it, exactly exactly and it's all about controlling what we can right um yeah. but also at the same time it's okay to let those emotions come because i think if we start um like blocking them then it, get, it gets even more overwhelming to the point where you might like really break down. Absolutely, that's what I see as a doctor as well, is that when we hold things in and we don't share them or we don't talk them or we don't seek help, we try to be really strong through it. Um, but actually in accepting that right now I'm feeling a bit vulnerable, who can I turn to that's actually going to help me during this pr like process um, and, and make sure that those that are in your support network are going to lift you rather than bring you mm. down you don't want um people that will essentially yeah make it worse for you so i have just been reaching out it's and i've suffered from postnatal depression in my previous pregnancies so six what? years ago when i had my son um i had a very traumatic birth experience and ended up very unwell afterwards right. and at that time i suffered from postnatal depression but i didn't have the insights and very much was like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine yes. and i didn't reach out for the support that i should have done whereas this time round 
I'm so acutely aware that very easily any one of us, not just me, but any one of us can kind of slip down that slope. It's making mm. sure that I've, I've got like my mum, my sister, my best friend, and I've got them to say, look, if I text you, just let me have a cry. I'm okay, but I just need you to, to, to just be there for me. Um, and we've all been kind of doing that for one another. And one day I'm having a low moment, the next day my mum could be having one, but we're just right. there keeping that open channel. And that with that, my son is learning. So every day at the end of the day, we've always done a family thing is that we practice gratitude at the end of every day. Oh, that's lovely. So we do three things each um, as, a fam as a family of three things that we're grateful for. But at the end of every day, we're also making a right moment of saying, was there anything challenging today? And mm. how can we, can we talk about that? What can we change about it? Um, so it's just really important just to keep that open. Absolutely, I think those those are really amazing tips that um, that pretty much anyone can can follow. Um, and it's about you know keeping that dialogue open, um, but it starts with you as an individual and accepting that you can go through these ups and downs in this period, um, recognizing it and um, sitting with it and asking people uh, that you trust and love that are going to keep your spirits up. Uh, I don't necessarily need you to fix this. I just need you to to be there and. Um, yeah. And, and when, you know, that's going to lift me up a bit. And then tomorrow I'll, I'll probably be in a position to, to do the same for you as well. But I, yeah. love, I love that, what you've done with your family. Um, in the chat um, over the last few weeks, we've spoken to so many different um, frontline workers of, of, from, from pretty much everywhere. We've had funeral director, we've had a fireman, NYPD, we've had um, teachers, all sorts. And all of the, the tips that have come together have been really, really encouraging. Um, and also like the coping mechanisms, but also the effort that everyone's been been putting in and i love that tip about counting what you're uh, grateful for, uh, for today like three things but also um what's been challenging you today because that disarms the uh, the shame that you could feel that um that you yeah the shame of a challenge of the day yeah. because everyone most people most kind humans and, and, and i imagine everyone in here um would be one of those wants to help and serve others and keep others up but it's really hard to do that when your cup your your own cup is not full um, absolutely so it's important to have that dialogue for sure so thank you so much for that tip it's, it's amazing oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> so yeah no that's that's incredible um so just going back to um the the, the mixed messaging um I know you posted um, some stuff about it today on your on your profile. And I'd like to, to to talk about your your platform as well. Um, you share a lot about your journey, um, which is amazing. So make sure everybody's following. If if you're if you haven't come from um, Dr. Poonam's page, um, if you're coming from mine, make sure you're following um, because it's really really helpful. Oh, you're very um, kind. Thank you. <laughs> not not at all at all. Um, yeah. Did you happen to catch any of the the latest conference that was about an hour ago where they kind of tried to clarify a lot of yeah, what we said yeah. yesterday. So I, I mean certainly it looks like England is is really um, significantly easing restrictions from Wednesday whereas obviously in in Wales, Northern Ireland, Scotland we're very much sticking to, to the stay at home message and yeah. we're only just you know it's the message of you can now go outdoors you can go out more than once a day as much as you like, um, but still maintaining your social distancing and staying at home. Whereas obviously in England, there's a huge number of changes that are coming out. Um, yeah. And it does worry me, like, as I said earlier, because 
essentially the public don't know where they're coming or going and people are listening to the news and thinking well surely as, as my aunt did if they've changed the messaging to stay alert and no longer stay home that means that I can now go out and does it mean yeah. that I can only meet one member um, from my family can I meet external kind of my friends and um, if we're allowed to go to parks and beaches why don't we just invite everybody along right um, and obviously people today went back to lots of people went back to work particularly in England and I think just we just see so many pictures of traffic jams and um, the tubes were absolutely packed in London yeah. and I mean that is just it's it's to me gut-wrenching because it just makes me feel that there is now going to be a second wave that is soon going to come we are not out the thick of it and that's why i love the message from the health minister the our first minister in scotland which is you know we it's time right now to consolidate um what we have so far done rather than jeopardize it so mm. we've done such good work and we've obviously got lockdown extended for a further three weeks but if suddenly people are allowed to do what they want and people will depending on you know their understanding people will just take what they want from it yeah and that's, that's the worry the mm. that is the worry and it and it, it does feel as if it's kind of intentional in a way well actually they kind of said it in the conference today where um they need to measure the rate of infection um, and they and they can't really do that without lifting some of the restrictions to see what the effect is. But yeah. to me, that just sounds like we're guinea pigs. And I, 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 and I don't want to, this show is not about conspiracy theories at all, by the way. Um, I'm just talking about what it feels like as an individual, like the tube, um, the tube shots that was released this morning, uh, people packed on the tube. That's the train I get to work. <laughs> so it's like, it's really like, it's, it, hits, it hits home and it's like, Oh man, I'm um, thankfully I work for a company that um, hasn't changed any uh, any of their guidelines due to uh, what was said yesterday. But we believe here in this chat that if it's not fair for everyone, then it's not fair. You know, um, absolutely. Even with regards to the uh, you know the stats that came out with um, black and uh, minority ethnics being more yes. at risk, um, I haven't heard that being addressed by by the the government yet. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, they obviously did launch an investigation into this. And I wrote about this actually in an article for the iNews um, just last week, because obviously BAME doctors and healthcare workers, um, BAME people in general, have been at higher risk um, significantly. Um, so although they have promised, um, Prof Whitty has promised that they are investigating this and looking into this, we still don't have any data um, or reasons for why. So at the moment, many people today, particularly in England, it's so diverse. Um, in London particularly, people will be desperate to be going back to work. Um, it, it does worry me as to what, what is about to happen with the trend that we've been seeing of, of deaths continu continuously coming down. Are we now about to see that shooting up? Because we weren't at a plateau of low yet. Um, and as I said, people are just going to start taking from it. And it worries me even in other nations because borders are still open. Does yeah. this mean that people can just really move around? And if so, we're still in lockdown in Scotland. Does that jeopardise what we're doing up here too? Um, and I just feel that I think easing some restrictions at a very gradual pace would have been helpful. So I think maybe going from one um, outdoor activity to perhaps increasing it to twice a day would have right. been a small step in the right direction and wait a, a few days. But then, you know, the government have got access to a whole load of scientific and public health data that we aren't privy to or don't know about so yeah. um 
how much of it is based on the economic welfare, how much of it is, um, you know, because they genuinely believe that infection risk is low. I don't know, but certainly from going from everyone being home to, to suddenly tubes being packed and people returning to work um, and socialising and going out to the parks and things, um, you know, it, 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 we're about to see things, I think, um, going a, a whole load worse. I think so too. Um, sadly, because because of the the confusion that the messaging has caused, yeah. um, and I th do you know, like, there's, I mean, there is a, it has split opinion. Um, I mean, I think ninety percent of what I've seen is confusion, but there are people that say, well, no, just use common sense. But what, what's, um, you know, if you can't explain it in a simple way that applies to everybody, then it's not clear enough. Absolutely. Uh, common sense to one person is very different to common sense to another. And as I mentioned earlier as well, not, English isn't everyone's first language. Already yeah, in the initial phases, um, this yeah. caused a lot of confusion um, and reframing for people that came from sort of backgrounds where, um, you know, the English wasn't their first language. So teaching, even in my family, you know, a lot of my relatives are of Indian origin and yeah. especially the elderly members, they, are, they don't speak English at all. So teaching them about things like infection control and hand hygiene and staying at home, all of that came with, you know, quite a bit of challenge. And it gave me a lot of insight into what my patients must have been doing because it is common sense for some people. Some people are washing their hands all their lives. You know, but even as medics, we were like, gosh, we've never washed our hands as much as we're washing them at the minute. Um, right. <laughs> so now suddenly from, you know, stay alert, you know, what is it, control the virus? You can't even say it. It doesn't even roll off the tongue that easily. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it's um, You're just like, what does that um, mean? And I thought I was being stupid. So this morning I was like looking on Twitter and, you know, like really, you know, people that I deem to, to, to kind of carry a lot of intelligence and respect and, you know, we were seeing them actually tweet out that, what, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it felt reassuring. Yes. I was like, okay, I didn't actually just make that up. Um, right. So I, it, it does, if, if the public and everyone is currently split um, opinions about what's going on, we're all frustrated, we're all feeling anxious and putting yes. all of this into the mix is just a recipe for disaster. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think all we can do is just watch how it unfolds over the next few days. It does concern me also as to why the Prime Minister and the devolved nations have gone separate ways when we've been in this together from the outset. Right. And I think when you start seeing um, political kind of disruption, it starts mm. to kind of trickle down into into the public as well. So um, it's it's just we need to remain united at this point in time. Absolutely, absolutely. No, and that, that's that's definitely the the message of this show as well. Is that um, in amongst all this chaos, um, you know, it's the, the chaos has has changed over the last um, two months. You know, first it was like, what is this? Now we know what it is, and now it's like, all right, what 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 do we do now? Yeah, um, I mean, coronavirus about... is going to be here forever. It's not going to be something that's ever going to go away now. Yeah, so we've got yeah. this. We're going to learn to live with it, um, and you know, hopefully, as soon as we've got a vaccine in place, that will be that will be helpful. I don't agree at all with herd immunity in the, in the way that, you know, I think that, that it, sometimes you worry is there's been some sort of mass like yep. social experiment, yep. <laughs> but it's not. We just need to, you know, viruses every now and then something will appear. And right now in our generation, we've never experienced anything like this. And it is going to be around for a huge long time. But I think right now when so little is known about it, I think as a public, anyone that's listening, 
like the one thing you can do is yes take the advice but most importantly we have to stay home we have to stay home and remember the initial messages and until such times where we really know that we're all safe um then can we start start changing our behaviors but i think absolutely. that's all we can do is keep that message going absolutely no definitely that is a very smart message um we have a couple of questions if you don't mind we've got a yeah. couple of minutes um where is it? I saw it. There's so many comments now. Uh, what was your birthing experience like during COVID compared to your first birth? So my first birth <laughs> um, was a very traumatic birth. So I um, actually ended up with multiple organ failure and sepsis and unconscious in intensive care for a week oh, in my first uh, birth. Um, total freak delivery. Don't know what exactly happened, but it had a huge number of complications. And that really forever changed the way that I practice medicine thereafter, because again, when you've been so close, it was very touch and go. Um, and it really gave me a real insight into a whole different way of connecting with, with people. Right. Um, but this time round, I was getting, for the first time after six years, um, I was getting uh, counselling because I'd been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder from the birth from six years ago, which I didn't even recognise I had until I right. fell pregnant this time. And the whole oh. element of that was with a therapist working on trying to control things. And then yeah. boom, January came along, pandemic happened, lockdown happened. And the irony of it was that I found myself saying at several points to people, that I would have relived my previous, then dealing with the anxiety that I felt during lockdown. Because in the run up to having baby, guidelines were changing every couple of days. Um, and yeah, exactly. one of the things was that even right before the birth, guidelines had changed and that birthing partners could no longer be with the, the, um, the woman until like she was an active birth so for all my appointments right. towards the end i was on my own my husband couldn't be there we were socially distancing um i wasn't sure if i was going to get covid or not and so i think just it it really has taught me the power of the mind because so much of it was in my head to to a degree because right. yes we know about right. external risks but because i was so vulnerable in my head i was convinced that every time i went to the hospital that it was like I'm going to get it. Don't know if I get it. It's going to happen. Da, da, da. But on the actual day of the birth, the way that the the maternity services, like all the midwives, my consultants, um, my anaesthetist, I had a planned um, section because I was a high risk pregnancy right. where there was an absence of your loved ones there. I really watched the power of the NHS come together as your second family. So I was wow. there with midwives that held my hand, like my consultant that really just, I felt like my family was in the room with me. And wow. there was this real presence of lots of love and and just support in a way that I've never witnessed before. Um, and I think that as a result of that, and then fortunately, I think when you fear the worst and something small happens, that little bit becomes the most grateful thing in the in your in your life. And mm. I thought my husband might not be there, and suddenly he was allowed to be there, so he came oh. in for the actual birth. Oh um, wow! And and I think for that, I was just so so grateful, and the birth itself was just a beautiful, beautiful birth. And oh. afterwards, the you know your partner's not allowed to be there with you, but even that, like I'd seen some mums in isolation with me when we were waiting to to kind of go down for our babies and 
the mums were on their own too and there was this real moment where sometimes you don't need verbal communication you know you mm. can just really communicate with people through through your eyes and um and i saw the other mums also and we all like, looked at each other and it was just this moment where i just knew that you know what i'm not in this alone there's so many other mums that are going through this right now we're in this together yeah. and we're here to birth our babies we're about to bring new life into the world and it was really at that moment that i kind of i wrote about this in an article and it was it was that i wish every day when they told us about the daily death toll but they also reminded us of the number of babies that are being born because life is going on and beautiful things yes. are happening in the midst of all of this and yes. when i came back and i'd had my baby and there was this real surreal calm about it it was just me baby i could see the other mums had had their babies and we were on our own with them and because the hospitals are so contained right now and they're so mm. sterile you know it was just it felt like oh, there's no coronavirus in here like everyone's been right. so every measure that has been taken has been taken for the benefit of me and wow. i think that this is where we have to remember how powerful and wonderful and grateful we should be for the nhs absolutely um i've got goosebumps about a hundred times during what you were <laughs> just saying i don't know if anyone else did that seriously um because i think that's what we uh you know we forget when in times when we are fearful just how much human kindness and, and care has taken over during this period when everyone is fearful um that is that's that's really lifted yeah. my spirits massively um you know and you deserve you deserve that as well like having gone through um the, the the ptsd from your from your first birth and life-threatening um situation to uh having like a kind of a smooth sail up until january and then the pandemic hitting and then your anxiety must have been through the roof yeah. to all the guidelines changing and then your husband being able to be there last minute um yeah that is absolutely it's it's like a movie in my head that's that's um, oh. such a beautiful story but i think this is it this Thanks is the story of so many people right now battling various different things whether they are vulnerable whether they are elderly whether they've been diagnosed with you know cancer or any other condition you know whether you're a single mum at home whether you've got lots of kids you know whatever the situation whether you've lost your job right now and you're in the depths of despair right now because you, your entire livelihood's been you know we're all living a story right now that yeah. really is is a movie and like it's trying to find the little pockets of hope that we can every day and remaining positive for one another and of course just sharing in that message that you know i you know you're suffering i'm suffering we're all suffering and on some level but just being human about it and not trying to to kind of um negate that situation and not trying to direct any negative energy towards one another is so important so important so important and i think you summed it up amazingly well thank you so much i think you deserve another massive round of applause everybody put your <laughs> those hearts get those claps in let's get that sound effect going um yeah it's such an amazing message i really appreciate that Oh, where is it? Here we go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. It was so emotional. Oh, no, thank you for having such a beautiful platform. It's amazing to, to hear such good work that's happening. And I think just having these lovely human stories. No, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And make sure everybody follows Dr. Poonam. It's at Dr. Poonam Krishan. Um, the name's in the, uh, in the pinned comment. So make sure you do that. Um, because yeah, her message is important. Her spirit is important. Uh, your voice is important. 
thank you so much. You've really lifted our spirits today. Thank you. Oh, thank we wish you, you all so the best. Much. We wish your baby all the best and your family oh. all the best. Oh, thank you. Thank and you so much. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. I'll chat to you do soon. Do I just close it now at the top? Yeah, or I can do it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Have a great See evening. You Enjoy your wine. Bye. <laughs> Wow. Wow, 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 wow. This is what this show is all about. This is what the show is all about. Um, in the mix, in the midst of, you know, all the, the chaos and the craziness and everything that we're kind of all, we're all experiencing, um, you know, exactly what Dr. Poonam said, like, this is, uh, this is, this is your movie. This is what we're, what we're going through right now. Um, and it's important for us that all to be together, all to be united, all to keep, um, you know, keep being there for each other, uh, to remind each other that in, in amongst all of this, all new cases and new deaths, there is new life, there is new, um, there are new births, there are new uh, careers, there are new um, relationships, there are new ways of uh, viewing, viewing life, there's new values, there's new, um, there's a lot of new this is a new chapter this is a new chapter and that was just absolutely amazing I, I, I don't know if you guys got as much goosebumps as i got um listening to dr poonan but wow wow well i hope you loved that clip as much as i did please join me on instagram at ryan.nile.show to join into the conversation youtube.com slash ryan nile make sure you follow this podcast on spotify leave it a review on apple podcasts we're really trying to grow this community um, i really appreciate your support thank you so so much and i hope you have a great day